The Nationals are going to the World Series, and Garrett Cole and the Astros blank the Yanks in Game 3. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Baseball. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. I am wearing a hooded sweatshirt, and I have my co-host and best friend on the other side of the computer, on the other microphone. His name's Jake, and he is wearing no clothes above the waist. Jake, how you doing? You're not sure about below the waist either. I'm not sure. I think I saw a blanket there, your polio blanket you carry with you. <laughs> My Teddy Roosevelt <laughs> blanket. I, uh, Jim, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, as, as listeners of the show know, we are Yankee fans, and we've... Uh, God, I didn't set this joke up, but we've we've had our shirts taken off our back the past two days by Verlander and Cole. Um, I'm doing all right, though. Happy for the Nats. Um, they were clearly the better team. I think uh hindsight being twenty twenty, um, it was them or the Dodgers. Uh both those teams seem pretty superior to Atlanta and St. Louis in hindsight. And uh yeah, I, I don't know. I think the only other thing I have to say is I do have a massive pimple on my forehead that you <laughs> noted. Um I I attacked the hell out of it during the sixth and seventh innings of the Yankee game yesterday, half out of frustration, half out of that something I enjoy. And if you are new to the show, the shirt off thing isn't a shtick. It's not the Brett Kreischer stand-up thing. Uh, this is how I normally live my life. Podcasts are well-liked because it's people actually being themselves. So this is me today. I'm 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 here, man. How How are you doing? I'm still sick. Still feel like shit. But whatever. Um, let me. Oh man, getting a phone call. Is it Wednesday? Wednesday at eleven. That's my weekly business call. Damn. Classic. Uh, yeah. Still feeling pretty sick. I'm excited that the Yankees probably get a rain out tonight, and I can like recover. But I feel like I've spent three days just kind of like, whenever I'm not working, just recovering. But and it's a weird sick. It's like a nagging sick. It's like my body feels damp and cold. Do you think? There's even a 1% chance that due to like what this has become as a company and it all started as tying to the Yankees, that part of your sickness is tied to two Yankees losses. No, because I started getting sick before that. Okay. Remember, I got, I got sick. I think I got sick before that. It, it, tied to an airport trip and lack of sleep because we're due talking Yanks every night and talking baseball every morning. Okay. And I've Jim, got it at one percent. One percent? Okay, that's fine. I have to yeah. text. I have to send a text now and say, "Hey, sorry." Hey, sorry. We're recording later than usual. Call you after for my weekly Wednesday business meet call. Week. Fun times. Fun times. You know what's not fun, Jake? Advancing to the NLDS, NLCS, because you you score a ton of runs in the first inning, and then getting eliminated from the NLCS because you allow a ton of runs in the first inning. Yeah. What a uh, bunch of jabronis. That's uh, at Atlanta. It was probably dancing on graves a little bit. Um, 
Because, yeah, probably the the second worst feeling to a 10-run a first inning elimination game is a team going for a sweep and putting up a seven-burger in the first. There is some um, poetic like justice to it to where they're like, damn, yeah. this is how it feels. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 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 Not as fun when the rabbits got the gun. Oh, my God. You ever seen a rabbit with a gun? No, man. I saw one. Suicidal. Sad rabbit. I said, do it. You're just a rabbit. No one cares. Ooh, (laughs) tough break for all our rabbit fans. Well, then my neighbor was like, I love this rabbit. It's my personal rabbit. And I was like, what have you done to it to make it so suicidal? So it was a weird day in eighth grade. Do you want to go? Are we not a Chrono Pod anymore? Do you want to no, do? No, we're Nats still cards? a Chronic Pod. But first, we have to say big thank you to Austin Bissell. Austin Bissell. Dan Fiorentine. Fiorentini, huh? Michaela Finelli. There's no Finelli. It's Michael no. Finell. Michaela Finell. Michaela Finell. <laughs> I don't know how you spell that. It's Michael with an A at the end. You know, I know how you spell it. I don't know how you pronounce it. Christopher right. Micklitz. Micklitz, my guy. Micklitz. Tanner Jacobs. It sounds like Jacobs. a guy from the South. It's a thrower. It's and either foot, you're either quarterback or pitcher. And Beauville. Beauville. That's cool. Those are our most recent Patreons. We appreciate it. Thank you guys very much. Patreon.com slash... John Boy Media, I think. Yeah. I nailed it. You want to burn these games, Jake? I got burns. All right. Yankees Astros, since we're a cron pod. Cron pod, Yankees Astros. Here we go. This burn is brought to you by... And... On your mark, get set... Burn. Have you ever seen a Sevy with the butterfly doze? Hey, Sevy with the butterfly doze. Hey, pitching is a habit. As Luis and the pinstripes try to defend home field against Cole World, Garrett and the Astros top one, hang them and bang them. Play the music, Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve, solo shot for the little fella. Sevy loads him up, but he gets out of it. It's 1-0 after 1. Top two, retweet, hang them and bang them. Josh goes ridiculous with a solo shot of his own. Two nothing strows. Yanks would get a lot of action on the bases, but like your drunk friend at the bar, they could not score off Cole. Seventh inning daggers as Stroh scoring a wild pitch and a sack fly. Baby Glaby smacks a solo shot, but the Yanks were child's play on offense. Houston four, Yankees one, Astros take a 2-1 series lead. It's a weird game. It's a good game for the Astros. This is the first game of the series they controlled start to finish. Um, a lot of runners left on base for the Yankees. Whenever they got a runner on base, it seemed like there was two outs already. It was uh, maybe Cole's worst performance, which is seven innings pitch, zero earned runs. Yeah. And that's how you sum up Garrett Cole this season. Yeah, yeah, Garrett Cole didn't have his stuff. Most around a, most amount of base runners he ever had. Five walks. Oh, damn. So the Yankees got to him? No, seven innings, zero earned runs. 
Yeah, there's you. You can end up walking all over yourself with some of the Cole stuff. Cause yeah, it was. I, I got into the numbers. It was the second amount, second most amount of base runners Garrett Cole had let on base in a game this season. Uh, yet the Yankees go scoreless. There were five walks, which his season high was three. Um, and I don't think it was too many controversial calls. I think there was a couple good at bats, and he was pitching around a couple guys, which uh, you and I stumbled into is kind of a big topic in Yankee land is that Judge and Glaber, there, there's three Yankees hitters right now that if you're an Astros fan, you have your stomach sink. It's LeMahieu, Judge, and Glaber, and they hafted their thing yesterday, but uh, a lot of other guys are in a bad spot right now. Yeah, the Yankees put – they were trying to spread out the lefties, so they had Gardner at three-hole behind Judge and then Didi uh, six-hole behind Glaber. And then the Astros were totally – Cole was totally fine pitching around Glaber to get to Didi. Did it twice, just nibbled, stayed away. And then with Judge, Cole kind of did the same thing. Like Judge said, I only got one pitch in the zone if you go look at my at-bats. And I got anxious, and I, I, I wanted to hit, so I was chasing. And – uh I mean, it's on Judge for chasing, but it's also kind of the lineup also, construction. And this is also some good pitches from Cole too. Yeah, I'm not not trying to downplay Cole at all. <clears throat> I'm trying to say, from a Yankees fan perspective, the lineup construction. I didn't say it before the game, so it's Monday morning quarterbacking. But it was in in the end, it allowed Cole to navigate the Yankees lineup much easier. Yeah, and that's I. It's funny. I I can't believe I didn't say this on talking Yanks, but if uh, I mean. Outside of LeMahieu, Judge, LeMahieu, Judge, and Torres, the three guys I, I talked about that you'd be worried about if you're Houston, the Yankees only had one hit. Um, it was Edwin's double. Uh, so outside of those three guys, there was only one hit. Um, and there's a couple walks. Aaron Hicks actually had some good at-bats. He had a nice walk, fouled off some pitches. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Cole shoved. Um, the Astros' bullpen came in. Joe Smith, who tortured the Yankees the night before, Glaber gets him, which I think I think there is some importance to the Yankees getting on the scoreboard because um, they were at one point I think sixteen innings scoreless, something like that, fourteen. Um, Harris and Ozuna looked good, and uh, yeah, the 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 other thing you and you and I stumbled into is uh, you know the Astros won this game. They played better, and like the Yankees beat themselves. Uh, game game two, it felt like kind of an even game. Each team was looking for the the blow. Uh, the Astros dominated this game, hitting, pitching, fielding, like any way you chop it up. The Astros beat the Yankees. Yeah, and then the Yankees beat themselves a little as well. Yeah, drop, it, it could have been. I mean, it could have been ball. a lot worse. Tyler Lyons was getting loose in the first inning for the Yankees. Severino just straight up hung a breaking ball in the zone to Altuve as the first pitch, which Altuve always swings at the first pitch. Three of the Astros' home runs have come. They have three home runs in this series. Well, they have four or five home runs in this series. Three of them in three games have come on first pitch, get me over off speed. So the Yankees should probably scrap that from the arsenal. Ain't working. And the Astros are really good at laying off Severino's slider if it was low and attacking if it was high. So good in the first inning, Brantley's at-bat made me think maybe Sevy's got a tell, and they picked up on it. And then, I mean, I I have the ability to, like, edit and do side-by-sides and overlays and all that shit, and I don't think there was anything there. I think 
they were just very, very disciplined that if it was at the knees, take it. If it was higher, swing. So, Yeah, it's funny. I, I think the, the devil's advocate came in me a lot a little bit just because I don't know when when all the voices go one way usually the answer is somewhere in the middle is not as far and everyone was like okay Houston Houston's got it still Sevy's pitching his tip pitches and it was kind of like well they're also really good hitters and Sevy doesn't look like he has his good stuff at all yeah but did uh, you that Brantley at bat was weird did, I mean the 3-2 slider Brantley didn't even think about moving his feet to protect like that was the one where I was like, "Wait, that was weird." Yeah, it was a decent I, I pitch. Know. It was right I, at the I, knees. I, I think Michael Brantley's a really good hitter. A, he's a guy that can wait till the end of a pitch if he wants to. But B, um, I don't know. I I think they're they're almost like okay, postseason. There's going to be more off speed if if a pitch starts at your knees. Um, it, it's most likely going to finish below it. And uh, I think a lot of them were right in that approach. Like you were saying, kind of the, they almost had the knuckleball approach. If it was low, let it go. If it's high, let it fly. Um, yeah. I'm not and, taking, uh, when I say that maybe Seve was tipping, I'm not taking anything away from the Astros no. hitters. And I don't think he was in the end. But at that one Brantley at bat with the 3-2, I thought Seve threw like a really nice slider that during the regular season and during average hitters, they, they protect or chase, or at least check swing, or you know something, uh, and the, he just was bad on the shoulder from the get go. So that was where interesting, but I don't think it was anything like that. Um, no, Yankees offense is the problem, and I mean, the Yankees offense faced the two best pitchers in the American League all season, and the Astros have the two best pitchers in the American League, and the Yankees don't. So that's kind of where it adds up. Yeah, this this almost might sound like sour grapes, but. Uh... This game could have been a lot uglier, and I there's part of me that almost wishes it was because in Yankee land, a lot of the attention is on Severino in the bullpen, and it's like, yo, the lineup's got diced up. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and I, I think I think true Yankee fans and, and people are starting to notice that, but also it was Verlander and Cole, um, and that's your solace as Yankees fans. Uh, you know, you were, you were so close to going up 2-0 in this series. Uh, now you're down 1-2. But they got you with Colin Verlander, and my uh, my going away line has been, you know, the the Yankees. You have to get Grinky in the bullpen day if that ends up happening. Um, and then if you can't beat Colin Verlander one out of four times, if you end up bringing this to seven or or however this series plays out, then you don't deserve it. <laughs> um, so uh, that'll be interesting and uh, good good on Houston. I think I think we're gonna see, and and maybe I should be saving this, but. Uh, I still think this is a seven-gamer. I, I don't know who wins it. I think we're going to see every game is a storyline, but I think the storylines are going to change so much. Who knows if Giancarlo Stanton comes back? Is he going to get aisled and replaced with someone? Is it someone like Mike Talkman who got thrown out the other day? Uh, I, I think this series is going to have a lot of tossing and turning still, um, and I... I wouldn't be shocked if after game one, the pressure was on the Astros. After game three, the pressure is on the Yankees. I wouldn't be shocked if after game five, the pressure is back on the Astros. Um, but um, we'll we'll see. Yeah, game three is a must win for the Yankees. Or game four is a must win for the Yankees. Yeah, the, the Yankees, if they lose a, a Grinky or a bullpen start, um, that that's it for them. And uh, that's that's why I was uh, I, I was surprisingly upbeat after the loss um, because that was kind of as a Yankee fan that was my honest solace like 
Yeah, they got us with Verlander and Cole. Uh, the game two loss ends up sucking. This loss, I don't know, 4 p.m., uh, Garrett Cole, like, we kind of put together an okay effort, but at the same time, we didn't. It's almost like, wash the hands, let's get the bats hot versus Granky in a bullpen day, and hopefully you got to take down Cole and Verlander at some point. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Or not. <laughs> or 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 Houston wins it. Yeah, that's those are the options I think. If uh, but it's a must win. We'll get to that later. Let's uh, talk about the clincher game four. Yeah, I think, uh, only other thing that I think from a Houston side I kind of missed out on starting Reddick was an interesting decision. We didn't think they'd start Reddick, and he comes out his first at bat and hits a home run, and that's almost not only is that a boost home run wise, but it's almost like AJ Hinch pressed the right button. Yeah. He had a fucking hanging slider bomb. bomb. So good for Reddick. Yeah. All right. Let's bring you the burn of Nationals Cardinals. On your mark, get set, burn, Jakey Burn. Game four is the Nats and Patrick Mahomes Corbin try to chief their way to a sweep. Versus Daniel Hudson River as the card season is looking like a floating dead body. Rendon sack fly, Soto RBI double, Robles RBI single, Jan Gomes two RBI single, Trey Turner two RBI single. This was all in the foist inning. Hudson only records one out. Nats put up a seven burger in the first. Hey Atlanta, how are ya? Yachty's got fight, solo shot, Edmund RBI, grounded, I do not care. Jose Martinez, one of the more fun at-bats you'll watch when he's at the dish. Limbs everywhere, he's swinging the bat, two RBI double. Cards scared him for a bit, but actually not all. Hogwarts shit as the Nats take out the brooms and sweep the NLCS after a 7-4 final. Cardinals wasted everyone's time. Ooh. I mean, come on. Nats are good. I'm not trying to take anything away from the Nats. Yeah. There was never a moment of fight in these games. Yeah. They got, uh, yeah, they got, like, embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Cardinals fans would say that, too. Um, Listen to how this game started. Yeah. Top of the first, Corbin, strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. Bottom of the first, single, double, sack fly, double, intentional walk. Fielder's choice, single, single. And, and I mean, one of those singles is a, just a, a lazy pop-up that didn't get caught. They moved Jose Martinez. They, they started him, Jake. They moved him to the two-hole. And when we were saying, like, start him, someone somewhere, I don't know, in the comment section on YouTube or in the live chat was like, you start, you start Jose Martinez, you don't have a right fielder. And I was like, how bad is he? And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of got hung up in no man's land there, and that cost him a lot of runs in a seven-inning first. They didn't score another run the rest of the game, the Nationals. They were like, we got seven. We're fucking, we're good. We're celebrating. And I heard they were... Going into the clubhouse, taking shots in between every at bat after they got seven. Every at bat, the whole yeah. team. Yeah, um, the pitchers are like, "It's on you." We're fucking hammered. 
Yeah, that's a that is that is really tough, especially the Cardinals. They showed a little bit of fight. They got runners on base. They scored four runs. Hudson seven runs, only four are earned. Uh, it's tough looking at the box score in Heinz in hindsight because Wainwright, Helsley, Gallegos, Miller, uh, they go shutout technically. Yeah. Um, even though Wainwright did give up two of those hits at the end of Hudson's day, but uh, yeah, it's it's tough, and especially you know obviously you couldn't live like this if you're the Cardinals. But when I saw Wainwright come out, just knowing he was available compared to Daniel Hudson, I was like, yo. Yeah. But, I mean, you have to win another one after this one. Like, you have to win four in a row. So (laughs) Exactly. I mean, but that was – I think that was just as much as a mind fuck, just seeing the better pitcher, the old reliable starter – come in after Daniel Hudson didn't have it like that almost felt like a knife twist in and of itself um Cardinals outclassed outmatched whatever you want to call it um the the Nats have a little bit of magic and juju going um baby shark city Howie Kendrick um wins the NLCS MVP it's the talk of the office and it's just like I don't know. Uh, they they got a little magic, and they were the better team. Who do you think had the most at-bats without recording a hit in this series? Uh, I This feels a little unfair because I have the box score in front of me, but is it Tommy Edmond? Yeah. He went 0 for 14. Yeah, yeah and I, I again, I, I know you and I are losing Cardinals fans by the minute, but... um. I, I don't know. When we had initially, initially talked about this series, you know, you and I harped on Goldschmidt and Ozuna and even Yachty. Like, those righties, I think, are are the threats. And someone, a, Nat, or a Cardinals fan DM me and was like, hey, man, you got to give Tommy Edmonds some love. Like, he's had a really nice year. He switched. Um, this is kind of why. I, I don't want to be rude. I think Tommy Edmonds is a good young player, but the playoffs are a different animal, and you got to prove it. And, I mean, he got eight up this series veterans do better and i i think i'll take that i think experience matters so much in the postseason and i think that's that's something that's kind of underrated about the nationals the nationals are the oldest team in baseball um aside from juan Juan. soto you know people people don't know he's 20 years old that's uh that's been getting missed out on these playoffs um but when you actually go through the roster and you look at like Scherzer, maybe Fernando Rodney's cooking the books a little bit, but like Adam Eaton, Rendon, Howie Kendrick, Ryan Zimmerman, um, Kurt Suzuki, uh, they've got some dudes that have been around for a while, and I, I think I think that it does go overlooked a little bit because the regular season is kind of a young man's game, <laughs> 162 games. It's a grind to bring that energy every day. Um, in the NBA, you the oldest teams are normally the best teams because it's experience and it's having been there. Um, at baseball, it, it'll be interesting if, if that becomes part of the narrative. Cause I, I I'm kind of with you, man. I mean, you, in the playoffs, you believe in the old dog over the young pup. I mean, nine out of 10 times. How many players do you think they have younger than 26? Younger than 26. So that got, Soto. that got at bats in this series. Oh, okay. Uh, Soto and Robles, right? Um, and then Trey Turner would be the coin flip. I'm going to guess for this example, he's not. So I'll say two, two. Yeah. Look at that shit. You think guys think I'm fucking dumb? <laughs> what, what age did I give you? 
26? Uh, Trey Turner's 26 in 108 days. Okay, so yeah, he's not younger than 26. Uh, Rendon's 29. Everyone else is like 30. Yeah. That kind of makes me root for him. Oh, you're liking the old man. Yeah. If they were a bunch of 20-year-olds, I'd root for that too. Just kind of fun to latch on to one or the other. Yeah, that that is true. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to think pitching-wise, uh, I'm going to click on Tanner Rainey because he's starting to earn some trust. He has another uh, hitless inning. He's 26, but, um, I mean, if you think of Doolittle. Um, the Cardinals. Where, how did Tanner Rainey earn your trust? Pitching slop innings against the Cardinals and – an elimination game when they were dead? His last couple appearances have been okay. And, I mean, Jim, think think about it this way, too. I mean, A, um, you know, I, I think he had one bad appearance. Let's see. So, versus the Dodgers, his first appearance, his first playoff game ever is against the Dodgers. Okay. He goes point okay. one. He gives up one hit, a walk, two earned runs. Since then, he's been one, two, three, four clean appearances, 3.2 innings, and he hasn't given up a hit or a walk. Um, and two of those are against the Dodgers. Two of those are against St. Louis where, hey, if you're going to point at St. Louis and say they weren't hitting at all, that's fine. But we know this as fans. When Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, whoever comes out of the game, as a St. Louis fan, you're going, thank fucking God, and they still didn't get him. So Tanner Rainey's earned a little bit of his keep. Okay. I take it back a little bit. I mean, this, his second appearance versus the Dodgers, it was all deep, hard contact. So I still didn't have it after that. But, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, he's um, he's not coming in in close games, though. Down two, down four, down two, ahead seven, ahead three in on this elimination game. So Yeah. He, he's only got one hold, technically, if you, if you like to measure things that way. Um, but basically what I was trying to say, I mean, you know, Scherzer, Strasburg, Anibal Sanchez, Corbin, I mean, none of those guys are young pups either. I mean, and Doolittle, Hudson – like Tanner Rainey is the only almost semi outlier. So yeah, these are do we have to do some old Nats thing? Like what's uh you're my history guy. Is there anything we could do with the Nationals and history and the nation's capital or some shit like that? You can put them in funny outfits and wigs and have give them dumb accents. Okay. I'll work on it. Do it. Seems daunting. Let's get historical. Breaking news. Madden is the Angels manager. ALCS game four has been postponed. Hello, operator. Interesting. So, all right, we'll we'll do a... <laughs> it's, it's cool we found that out before what we're about to do. <laughs> yeah, we were about to have like a conversation of if it gets postponed or if it doesn't. Yeah. So now that we know, that's pretty cool. Let's do, uh, we have, let, do we have any goodbyes to the Cardinals before we move on? Was it worth it? Oh, jeez. <laughs> do you think that's a fair question? I I like what you're saying because um, <laughs> I I get where it goes next. It's like, would you guys have rather lost in Game Five and come into next year to be like, uh, we were right at Game Five. If we got into the NLCS, we could have taken them down. Instead, it's like, oh, we got our shit pushing. I'm cursing a lot today. Shirtless Jake curses. Um, yeah, man. I I don't know. Like, yes, you obviously want to go to the NLCS, but it's uh, that's about as bad as it gets. Yeah, it's fair, right? It's kind of fair. I mean, what do uh, 
you know, we're I'm sure we're going to do offseason deep dives further than you're even thinking right now on on a lot of the teams out there. But if you're the Cardinals, like what do you what's the game plan? Oh, we'll save that for the offseason. Maybe in the offseason we'll try to run through like a lot of teams and be like, what? Yeah, the I was game just thinking plan? like shot, shot out of a cannon. Like, do you look at their starting pitching? Is it bullpen? Is it like an impact lefty bat? Like, is there anything that just jumps out to you that like the Cardinals need this? Well, pitching, but I don't say that with much authority. Like, I'd have to actually look into it. Like, who? Like, Wayno was good. Flaherty's Wayno was good. He's going to get a year older. Yeah, Flaherty was a beast. Flaherty um, a year older, but that's a good thing for him. Yeah, it's a good thing. No, this was a great season for Jack Flaherty. For for me, it feels like a lefty impact bat. Like, Matt Carpenter kind of fell off this year. If you could split up Goldschmidt and Ozuna, and I'm sure Tommy Edmonds going to develop a little bit. You like DeYoung. Um, give, give me an impact lefty bat. But, uh, yeah, Cardinals. <laughs> Just a horrible series. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, like, Michaelis had some good outings, but Hudson, Michaelis. Right. You need better Coming pitching. into a playoff game, if you're the opposing team, you see Hudson. Maybe H- Hudson's young and can get better. But you see Hudson and Michaelis, you're kind of like, yo, I th- if we're right, we can tee off off these guys. Yeah. There's not a lot of fear factor. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, like Harrison Bader's fast. Right, like he plays incredible defense. Can he learn how to hit a little more? Yeah, I mean, he'd have to really step up his hitting game because he he, uh, played 128 games, Jake. From Bronxville, New York. He had 400 plate appearances with, like, no offense. 680 OPS, 314 on base percentage. Great defensively. I mean, they have some spots where it's like you can just go down your checklist of preparing for the game. Be like, don't worry about that guy. Don't worry about that guy. Don't worry about that guy. Okay, focus on these four. Right. So, there you go. Goodbye, St. Louis. All right, I hope you're the best. I don't hate you. Boom. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk about this new game four for the Yankees. And the Astros. All right. So we officially have a rain out, which there's good and bad for both teams that comes from this, I believe. Um, I don't know who it helps out more. Uh, I know the Yankees side of things better than the Astros, so I'll start with my thoughts there. For the Yankees, this helps them. It gives them Tanaka in Game 4, which allows them to have Tanaka in Game 7. That was not a possibility for them. If the game was played tonight, they would have had to gone bullpen game today, Sevy Game 7 with Tanaka in Game 5. So this is that's a perk. The other perk is... They use the bullpen a lot, the Yankees do, and they were going to have to use them three days in a row. This gives them a separation here of a day of rest, but they may have to have, they're going to have four games in a row, and that hurts the bullpen usage down the line with no no travel day. Uh, that's the Yankees side of things. I, I, I'm, it, 
it doesn't I think it's more good than bad, but we'll see. And the- yeah, I want to I want to jump back to where you landed a little bit if if you don't know um after the rain out they're going to the plan would be if this goes 7 it would be four straight games on four straight days, right? Yeah. So it's two, it will be two more in the Bronx, two more in Houston if this series goes 7. Um you know, we'll we'll see if the Yankees or Houston somehow turn it on. Um yeah, it's 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 interesting because Jimmy, something that you and I know, uh, the Yankees made a very conscientious conscientious effort to not use their bullpen during the season. No Yankees reliever has pitched three straight days in a row this season. I I believe they're the only team in baseball to do that. Uh, so that becomes kind of wild for the Yankees because if the Yankees push this series. Um, not only would some of these guys probably have to pitch three days in a row, uh, they probably have to pitch four, uh, which becomes really interesting. You almost wonder if if the Yankees win game four tomorrow and the Astros go bullpen day or something like that. Uh, you could see a world where both teams are kind of rooting for a blowout because <laughs> I don't I don't think either of these teams want either of these teams. Both teams are elite. Neither of them want to go down using, you know, the seventh guy in their bullpen or I don't know, like uh, an exhausted, whether it's Ozuna or Chapman, Harris or Britain. Um, I, I think that's going to be an interesting storyline. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll be interested. I feel like there's things we don't know right now that at the end of it, after the rainout, we're going to look back and be like, yo, that rainout was important because of this, this, and this. But right now, I don't know what those are. Yeah. Be, it'll be interesting uh, for the like Astros. Does they get Carlos Stanton get healthy? Yeah, it does help them out with that situation for the Astros. I mean, it helps them as well because they'd rather throw Granky than their fourth starter uh, earlier. Yeah, and that I I brought this to Twitter um, because Grink Granky will now get the start. Um. I think what's interesting there is the the decision in Astros land, and maybe it depends how Grinky does. Um, you know, there they would still have to do a bullpen day, um, and it's do you do that or you can start Justin Verlander on short rest, but it would be short rest at the stadium, and we just saw how that happened in Tampa. I think what Houston would do is you say, hey, we're gonna throw. We're going to throw Grinky in a bullpen day the first game, and then we plan on going back to Houston with a fully rested Verlander and Cole. Um, that seems to make the most sense. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. If you're a Yankee fan, you're sitting there. You you've <laughs> you guys have heard me peacocking about Zach Grinky. Maybe he shuts me the fuck up finally. Um, but, yeah, if you're the Yankees, you're licking your chops at Grinky day and bullpen day. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be, I mean, Tanaka versus the Astros. He shut them down multiple times now. He shut them down pretty bad last time. To me, I'm a little nervous at that. You know, do you believe in do what's going to happen? Right. And then, like you said, as a Yankee fan, hopefully the offense can find themselves against Granky in the bullpen day and take that into Verlander and Cole. Not as easy as it sounds. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm excited for a day of rest. Uh, Katie comes back tomorrow morning. I have to make an airport run at like five in the morning, and now we don't have to record tonight. And we're not going to have a talking baseball tomorrow morning. First time since October third, there won't be a talking baseball. You don't want to. You don't want me to. Uh, 
to record me just reading random baseball reference stats. I mean, that sounds that's, that's, that's always good. Mark McElmore batted 282 in 1995. This is our 14th episode in a row, guys. And we thought we were going to have to go until, I believe, like maybe the 23rd uh, straight. So this is our 14th episode in a row. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. Hopefully you miss us during our break tomorrow morning. I yeah. am very happy to get one. And Jim, you know, I uh, we don't we don't like to, but we we still have to. If you haven't left a review, leave a review. Write 14 straight days. Write Jake sucks. Write the Cardinals died in front of our eyes. Write write something. Leave five stars. It does help us. We don't beg for that shit. I thank you. We don't beg for that shit. I'm begging for that shit, man. <laughs> You'll find me begging for reviews. I'll tell you what, Boom Iron Man. I'll tell you what. That's an underrated character in TV show history. The guy on, the guy in King of the Hill that just mumbled everything. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stick. Well, what about Farmer Fran from Waterboy? Yeah, I mean another great character. Remember the time Bobby Boucher called it? <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's the Patreon viewers just got to see something. All right. Thank you guys very much. We will be back on. Well, we're not going to be back until. Friday morning. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Today's Wednesday. We're taking Thursday off Friday morning. We'll be back on Friday morning to review the Yankees Astros game and preview the next game. And then there's going to be four in a row. As the Nationals just sit and wait. There was a lot going to the DMV part three. I was, uh, I had a a gummy when I was watching the Nationals game, Jake. Sure. When they won in their final speeches and I was having, I was just getting a kick out of a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I'll tell them to you. First, TBS, just with the worst sports coverage. They can go shit in a hat and wear it. Like, what are you, you're not going to, you're not going to show me. The slow mo celebrations. It's yeah. a staple. Yeah. I think they might be the first program in, I don't know, some historical to not show the slow mo celebrations of every player on the field. I can't think of a more iconic, like, that's what you roll. Roll the yeah. reactions. Go fuck yourself, TBS, buttheads. Um, Martinez had, like, heart problems, you know, and he had, like, surgery and yeah. he had a heart attack and stuff, and it was pretty sad. And, uh, at one point, he goes, these guys, points to all his players, these guys fixed my heart. <laughs> but I was just imagining the doctors watching Doctor, like at yeah. their house, like, what the fuck? It was a 10-hour fucking situation. Like, we're doctors getting overlooked all the time <laughs> i don't normally i don't normally let my fake cali side out but those doctors are saying dude you'd be hella dead if we didn't help you <laughs> they did nothing <laughs> you'd be the most dead i thought about tweeting it out but uh i was like yeah, people, people get can't people that. <laughs> people can't handle jokes no. so and then the other thing was and i don't think anyone caught on to it uh Howie Kendrick gave like this whole speech about how you know we all got this MVP. I tweeted this one out. We all get this MVP. Like this goes to all of us. And I don't know who the reporter was. And he just goes, "Nice, nice." <laughs> I, saw, I saw that too. That that gave me a good laugh. I think it was Brian Anderson who, by the way, he has one of the 
best Twitter handles. I believe his Twitter handle is at Brian Anderson PXP because he's play by play. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. Uh, Nice. Yeah, crack me up. This is all of ours. The whole team deserves this. We're a team. We're a unit. Nice. The uh, the baby shark thing is actually kind of funnier because you in your head, you almost think the whole Gerardo Parra Nationals baby shark thing. You're like, oh, you know, that's that's a young guy. Silly thing. No, that's like the ultimate of ultimate dad moves because he did yeah. it for his kid. Um, I, and I, when you think about all the old dad nats like, oh, yeah, baby shark's going to kill it, man. <laughs> You got to play that. Well, Juan Soto and the other young guys are like, dude, you guys are losers. (laughs) Dude, um, I love, like, they showed that video of the whole stadium doing Baby Shark, and so many people were like, this is cringe. This is stupid. I was like, this is hilarious. This is dad humor. You have to look at it as dad humor. (laughs) All the dads that just know that dumb fucking song, they're coming together. All the parents, I should say, not just dads. Yes. They're coming together and just being like, okay, I understand yeah. how this song can drive someone crazy. Let's do it. And it's then like a dad outreach group. Yeah, dad, Dave Martinez said that he sent Parr up there because he knew the stadium would go crazy with Baby Shark. Dude, it's, um, it's, it's one of the most underrated weapon left in the playoffs is being able to turn the whole emotion in a stadium. <laughs> By a pinch hit at bat. Not result not mattering. That's unbelievable. Like I didn't really think of that. You know how they say, like, you know, a big dunk in basketball can get the crowd back into it and then like jumping. Yeah. Every team needs to find a walk-up song that transforms the stadium. Yeah. Who was it on the A's that had Careless Whisper? And they would all play fake tr- saxophones and like. Oh, I forget. Ooh, I'm, go- I'm Googling it real quick. Okay. Uh, it was Reddick. It was Josh Reddick. There you go. They, then and every, they would play Careless Whisper and everyone would start doing it. You need something like that. That gets like it just unites the stadium immediately. And by the way, if Reddick were to pinch hit in any Houston game, you'd hear all the woos. I think we might have an eccentric. We might. I might do a deep dive thesis type thing on eccentric corner outfielders because I, being in Denver, I've been involved with the the Rockies popular Rockies podcast out here, and he's he's said a couple times that like Gerardo Parra not being on the team as that like everyday one sixty two energy wearing the silly glasses baby shark like. The Rockies missed that this year. His stats don't look like much. The analytics community doesn't look at Gerardo Parr and see much right now. But he's a huge part of that team. Yeah. They say Cameron Maven was like that before the Yankees. Like when he came to yeah. the clubhouse, he was just a glue guy. Yeah. God. All right. If I actually wrote stuff, I could write a killer corner outfielders article right now. The glue guys of corner outfielders? Maben, Para, Reddick. Who would the Cardinals be? Jose Martinez. I guess he went off. Gardner. Gardy. Um, I want to share that. We have a lot of people that don't follow the Yankees. Gardner, you wouldn't know. You'd think he's a hard ass just by watching him on the field. He's the team right. prankster. And he, at one point, he like 
discontinued. Oh, I'm going to butcher this. He discontinued the the beeper for someone's car, so like it wouldn't like lock and unlock when they went to their car. It just that's didn't, a real prank. It just didn't work. And when that player took <laughs> their keypad thing to the dealership, they opened it up, and inside was a picture of Brett Gardner or something like that. I'm like that's like a deep prank. Yeah, that's like Ocean's Eleven shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, it's a good one. Nick Swisher back in the day says Jared got. Yeah, that's a good one too. No, I think I could put together if if you're one of our listeners and you're in college and you get a class where you it's like a writing class and it's right on any topic, do it on eccentric corner outfielders or some shit like that. I will help you with data and information. Cole Calhoun. Cole World. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We will be back Friday morning. Jake may or may not be wearing a shirt. I may or may not still feel sick, but we will be here. See you then.